This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. It was 20 years ago this Saturday, April 20th, 1999. Two students culminated months of planning. They put on black trench coats and then they attacked their school. They were armed with guns and an arsenal of bombs. Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold terrorized fellow students and teachers inside Columbine High School. And the world was watching. I remember watching this vividly as people inside the school were frantically calling 911. That is just one of the many calls received by 911 that day. The attack lasted for 45 minutes. 13 people were killed. 24 were injured. And the two gunmen took their own lives as police were closing in on the school. So as I mentioned, Saturday is the 20th anniversary of that awful day in Littleton, Colorado. And in those 20 years, at least 143 more people have been killed in school shootings. That's according to the Washington Post newspaper. And unlike other schools that have experienced that, they did something different at Columbine High School. They didn't tear down the school. In fact, the school remains largely unchanged other than the heavy, heavy security that it now has. And that means that they have had to deal with unique daily threats as a result of its kind of weird status that it has now. We wanted to talk more about that this morning with Jessica Contrera, who's a reporter for the Washington Post and has been writing about this issue. Jessica, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. What are things like at Columbine High School today? Um, I think everyone is really shaken up. Um, As you might have seen this week, uh, there was a pretty significant threat to the school. Uh, A young woman flew from Miami to Denver. She purchased a weapon when she made it to to the area, and she um, then essentially disappeared, and there was quite a large uh, hunt for her. She was actually found dead yesterday, Um, and so the community is very, very shaken up, Um, but they are returning to school today and tomorrow um, before the 20th anniversary of the shooting on Saturday. Right. The school looks pretty much the same, right, as it did 20 years ago? That's right. Um, you know, a lot of the uh, schools that have experienced significant school shootings um, in, in our time, Sandy Hook, um, Parkland, they've decided to tear the building down where it happened. But in Columbine, um, 20 years ago, the thinking was that if they, if they were to tear the school down, uh, the killers would have won. And so they rebuilt the school. They did move the library, um, which is where a lot of the deaths occurred. Um, but for the most part, the school looks very similar to it to, to how it looked in 1999. Right. So as a result, what happens? Like, I understand that there's a lot of people who come by thinking they want to take their picture there or interact at the school. That's right. It's, it's really quite disturbing. Um, you know, this is a, a school, a functioning school. There are kids who go there every day. Um, and yet people, uh, instead of visiting the memorial for those who are lost at Columbine, um, they go to sort of gawk at the school. Uh, they pull in the parking lot. Um, they try to take pictures. And many people even try and go inside the school. 
Um, that's why there's a significant security team at the school all the time. Um, and they've been stopping more and more people as the anniversary has uh, come closer. There are some days in, in the last few weeks where they've had to stop more than 30 people from in the parking lot. Just because of the upcoming anniversary, it must get always get bad at this time of year then. That's right. Every April is really hard for this entire community. Not only do they have to deal with the trauma of what they've been through, um, the, the, the losses that, that they experienced, um, they have to deal with these onlookers and increasing threats that really spike every year um, in April. You recently wrote a story that I just, I could not stop uh, telling other people about and telling them to read. And it was about John McDonald. Can you tell us about John McDonald? Yeah, John is the head of safety and security for the Jefferson County School District, which means he's responsible for keeping Columbine safe along with more than 150 other schools. Um, it's an incredibly difficult job. Um, the way that they approach uh, their work is to take every threat, every concerning statement by a student, everything that uh, in another district might be blown off as, oh, that's just somebody trying to get attention. They take every single one of those things seriously, which means they're responding to uh, disturbing circumstances around the clock. Um, And that's really his whole life uh, is just making sure that his students don't have to experience uh, something like what happened 20 years ago. That's an unbelievable amount of pressure, though, on this man and his security team because, you know, they're assessing every single threat. and, And what if they assess incorrectly? I so agree. I, I just, um, you know, I spent, I got to spend quite a bit of time with him. Um, you know, and he's the kind of guy who, who takes it all very seriously, but also, you know, can can joke about it. And I think that it comes from a place where he understands the consequences, but it's also an everyday reality that he has to deal with. Um, so he's got to cope with it somehow. And so how much security is there at the school itself? Like what do kids have to go through just to get to school? Um, you know what they the uh, they keep the information on on exactly how the security is set up pretty quiet just for obvious reasons. Um, they try and make it as normal as possible for the kids who attend school there. They don't want these kids to feel like they're going to school in a in a metal box. Um, and so, you know, when you are in the halls, if you were to not know what had happened there, it does in many ways just look like a regular high school. Um, and, I, you know, John McDonald's daughter went to school there. Um, and she, she talked about how uh, it would just be a normal school until then you have a lockdown or you, you would get used to keeping snacks in your backpack because you never knew when another lockdown was going to occur. Oh, that is just awful there. It's never ending, it seems like, people who come to the school there. And is it, what's going to happen then on Saturday? Is there a ceremony planned or what's happening? Yeah, there's all kinds of things planned. Um, they're lucky this year that the anniversary doesn't actually fall on on a, on a weekday, um, but pretty much every year they don't have school on the day of the anniversary. So this year it's on a Saturday. There's going to be a big public ceremony, um, lots of dignitaries and folks coming in, um, lots of speeches about the people who were lost and about the growth that's occurred since. Um, there's also a big effort to do service projects to pay that, you know, the Columbine community feels like in their time of need, the whole world reached out to help help them. 
And so they're really focused on paying that back and doing service um, in their community and around the world. So there's a lot of service projects going on too. Right. Is there a heightened sense of awareness, Jessica, in that particular school district as well? Like for other kids who might be troubled, other kids who might make a Facebook thread or something like that? Absolutely. Um, and, and that's actually one of the big lessons of Columbine. You know, the, the two shooters who were involved in 1999 and so many of the school shooters since, they, they all show what experts call leakage. They, they tell people what they're going to do either directly or they write it in essays or they do things that sort of, um, you know, are warning signs, are red flags that sometimes end up being the red flags that are missed. Um, and so they do everything that they can to make sure that doesn't happen again. And one of the tools that they use to do this is a, pro- is a program called Safe to Tell, which is an anonymous online reporting system mm-hmm. that any student, any parent can get on and say, you know, um, my friend said this or my student wrote this. Um, and it means that they're getting hundreds of tips uh, all the time, um, but those tips help them stop things that would otherwise be one of those missed red flags. That's so interesting. And so there is a lot of take up of that. So students do use that program. It is incredibly well used um, and well respected. And part of the reason that they were able to achieve that is because they take every one of those tips seriously. Um, The students know if I put something in here, it's going to get a response. Someone's going to care. Wow, what a story there. All right, Jessica, thank you so much for talking to us about this today. Thank you so much for having me. That is Jessica Contrera, reporter for the Washington Post newspaper.